Welcome back, everybody, to the BetUSNBA show. Monday through Friday, we are your place for all the information, angles, and best bets we've got for the day. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, two of the best handicappers you can find in the Twitterverse, Chris Farley bets Farley and Mr. Ski Profit. Gentlemen, we are so close. We have just like four or five days more of this nonsense. We've got to get through Sunday, and then we're finally at postseason basketball. I mean, yesterday was incredible. Of the 13 games, they had an average spread of nine. Today's incredible feat is we have um, 16 teams playing, 12 of which are on back-to-backs. I mean, Ski, I know that you sit up and late at night and look at all this stuff. I mean, have you been sleeping a little more? Have you maybe putting some of this stuff aside? Because it's hard to, to even look at some of this stuff and feel good about it. Yeah, I, um, I do, you know, stay up and cap the games. But I can't I can't just look at the systems the same way at this time of the year. It's a lot to play for that they didn't throughout the rest of the season. So it's a lot different. The thing that's great is we know who you know is supposed to be motivated in each one of these games, and because it's easier to read the NBA right now. That's true. If you cross some off, you feel a little stronger about others, and it has been a good couple of weeks for the show. We'll get to that in a second, Chris. How do you approach these kind of final days of the NBA? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I I, I can't stand today's slate. Um, I know when these lines came out last night, I was like waiting to pull the trigger. We heard something from our producer, but um, I was waiting to pull the trigger on, uh, you know, the, the Mavericks, and they were only, I think, uh, three-point favorites. It's the Kings, but the Kings keep on, you know, beating teams like that in those situations. It's the same thing for the Timberwolves. It's the same thing for the, you know, Clippers, right? They're all in better spots, but these are really important. Um, I, I like this time of year because I think it's a lot about intangibles. It's a lot about psychology. You know, it's a lot about who has the most poise, the best leadership, who's going to step up in the hardest moments. And I, I think I'm pretty good at evaluating that. Um, but that being said, uh, this this might not be one of those days. I think this this might be a dog day and it might be a day where most of us should express express a lot of caution in our bets because you could just see some crazy things happening tonight. Yeah, not, not losing is always a good thing. It's so you know, take your time and let's get into it. Let's take a look at our best bet record, which is so much better. We've been hot for the last month or so. And again, thanks for back over 500. And we did now 14 games over the 500 mark. Chris, kudos to you. You have now surpassed Chris, uh, Josh. Finally, you have you, for the best record. Maybe that was a couple days ago, but it's been Josh for most of the season. You've really closed hard. Great job by everybody. Of course, all these bets. Uh, made at BetUS. Check out BetUSTV.com slash join. Let's jump into our first game here. We'll start with the New York Knickerbockers uh, visiting the Indiana Pacers. Um, the next difference here, right around minus four. Nine. Uh, this line has moved around a bit. We've had some late injury announcements here. It looks like I think R.J. Barrett was announced out. Uh, that total of 229 looks a little low to you, doesn't it, Chris? It does, and it keeps on moving down. Uh, and, you know, I know why it's moving down. It's moving down because Jalen Brunson isn't in this game, right? And obviously the Knicks are already without Julius Randle. But if you look at the way these two teams are playing lately, uh, the Pacers are just playing absolutely no defense. You know, they're allowing 130 points per game in their last five games. Knicks are averaging 118 points on offense in the past five games. Still, still playing pretty solid defense. But, you know, at this point in the season, especially between these two teams, the Pacers are eliminated. There's nothing for them to play for. Um, you know, this is a chance to tier players or, you know, rotational players to 
uh, put on an exhibition of their skill. And, you know, usually you don't see much of that on defense. You... Same thing on the other end, right? The Knicks uh, don't really have anything to play for. They are, I believe, four games behind the Cavs and three games ahead of the Nets. So they're pretty solid in that number four spot. Probably not going to move anywhere. Uh, I'm sorry, number five spot. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a chance that they can move anywhere. So this is a game where I don't think either team is going to be interested in really exerting themselves at all. I think the market is wrong. Um, I'm going to go against where the movement is going. I'd like this at 233. I think this could be like a 250-point game. So I'll, I'll gladly take over 229. Yeah, it could be a really big number. And as you mentioned, the Knicks, yeah matter what happens the rest of the season and that's why we're starting to see some rest for these guys who've been great all season um yes no brunson no randall so tough to trust the knicks tough to trust the pacers but, but i kind of like what you talked about chris i mean the pace for this game should be there these are young guys that are basically getting their chance to play some big minutes so it really comes down to whether or not they make their shots i think over or pass is a good idea here um no official plays for you ski but what are your thoughts on this matchup um i would agree with well, for one, I got to mention, it's a lot that's going to be missing in this game uh, as far as the players that are going to be out. But I don't think the Knicks really care anymore, just like Chris laid out. They can't really move up or down, and the Pacers have been eliminated forever. So one thing we know about the Pacers, no matter who's out there, they're not playing any defense. If we want to look at recently, last five games, that's the worst defensive rated team. And I know, um, I know the last two weeks, they're allowing north of 126 points per game. So only way I can look in this one as far as the total is concerned is up and over. Again, hard to handicap some of these games with everybody that's out, but those are the angles you look for. I like this. This is a good spot for Chris. He's going to take the over in this game. Knicks versus Pacers over 229. Can make some buckets tonight. Um, next up here, the New Orleans Pelicans visit the Boston Celtics. The Celtics on a back-to-back here um, off a rough loss to my Philadelphia 76ers. I enjoyed it. They probably didn't. The Celtics 24, and money has been coming in on Toronto. This game opened a little bit closer to four. Um, Ski, that's where you got it. What do you think of two and a half? I still would endorse it. I think it's a game that the Raptors can win outright. Um, kind of what you mentioned there last night but the game that the Celtics played was a lot more taxing it went all the way down to the wire and they don't really have too much to play for here they own the tiebreaker between the Sixers and they're two games ahead of them so either the Sixers lose one game and they're already you know locked into their seat I think they can just relax here um, for this game tonight versus the Raptors team who yes they played yesterday but that game was over at halftime and this is a team who's tied with the Hawks in the standings they're really playing and jockeying for um for home court advantage in that playing tournament or, or however they call it. So if I look at recent performance, last five game stats tell me they've been the better offensive team, the better rebounding team. And if Boston doesn't really have much to play for and Toronto's given the effort, I'll say they'd be the better defensive team too. So you put all that together, I think the Raptors are live to win this game outright. I'll take them. I took them plus four and a half. But I think, you know, you can get away with the money line here. So plus two and a half is still good with me. 
Yeah, great spot for Toronto, bad rest. I'm sorry, great spot. Yeah, great spot for Toronto, bad rest spot there for Boston. Um, I look towards the under here. I like that look on the Raptors. But again, in kind of a game I'm expecting the Raptors, like you said, to be in control of when both of these teams play, generally match up well with each other. The games have been really clunky. Again, given how tired everybody is, I'm not expecting the pace to be terribly high tonight. Um, as I was looking at this total, I had it, had it closer to 220, you know, 221 as I started to tweak a few things. So 220 or higher. I'm going under here. Chris, no official plays for you. What do you think of this matchup? Yeah, matchup where the Celtics obviously really don't need to do much, like Ski said. Uh, but you do have, you know, Jalen Brown is returning tonight, so maybe this is a good spot to look at some Jalen Brown props. I could I could see, you know, someone like Jason Tatum sitting out this game too, you know, being like a late-time announcement um, because, the, because you know, the Celtics really don't need this game, right? And uh, at, at this point in the season, you do need to start thinking about things like injury risks, you know, just, you know, or like even taxing yourselves a little too much, you know, or showing too many of your cars maybe before the playoffs approach. So I think the only side you can look at is the Raptors. This line has obviously come way down. There's a few games this uh, tonight where I wouldn't be surprised at all if the underdogs won. Talk about a team like the Bulls, uh, obviously Toronto, even a team like the Pacers, right? They're, they're facing teams that really don't need to win tonight, even though, and, and a lot of teams that are in back to back spots. So, uh, been, uh, any of those money line dogs like the Raptors on this side. The under scares me a little bit, Alex, just because you know you got these games off a of back to back. Maybe the Celtics mail it in defensively a little bit. Um, you know, maybe like a Celtics team total or something like that. But Jalen Brown is in, right? So we'll see what happens on the Celtics end. Not really any thoughts on the on the total for me. Just not something I want to touch. But for your sake, Alex. Matt enjoying Chris's fresh save. DJX, he seems to like the Celtics. Uh, hopefully you didn't put that bet in. Maybe you want to wait and see if Tatum's going to play. Um, all three of us lean towards the Raptors, but Ski officially putting his money down. He's going to take Raptors plus two and a half. I'll go with the under, under 224 here. Next up, the New Orleans Pelicans at home. Five-point favorites. Oh, how the times have changed. This line was much different earlier in the season. Um, 229 there on the total. Again, everybody here kind of in a back-to-back. And um, believe we have everybody playing for Memphis, but um, always a little bit early to tell here. Um, you know, and again, we're looking at a five-point line here. Um, Memphis was a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home last time they played. So a lot of different things moving around here. Chris, you have a very particular angle here. I'm curious to see. Um, you started. You're betting third quarters now. Yeah, hopefully I'm not uh, overthinking myself a little bit or like outsmarting myself a little bit, but. Um, this is a game where, you know, the Pelicans need to clinch the play in tournament, right? That, that still hasn't happened. Uh, they were terrible last night from beyond the arc. I think only hitting about 30%. Of course, they shot half of the three-point shots that the Kings shot last night. Uh, and, you know, Kings shot over, over 40%. So if you're shooting that poorly from beyond the arc, that's just what's going to happen. I don't think it's a game that I'm that concerned um, for the Pelicans about. I mean, Pelicans have been one of the best teams in the NBA over the past two weeks playing lockdown defense, finding their rhythm on offense. But the Memphis Grizzlies are absolutely dominant in the first half. They're the best first-half team in the NBA this season. Uh, they score 60 points uh, per first half, but so do the Pelicans, right? So I think the Pelicans are going to hang in there with Memphis. I like that Memphis is saying that they're going to play some of their starters. You know, John Morant is not listed on the injury report, et cetera, because that means I think they're going to be pretty competitive at the start yeah. of this it just it just popped up on the last one. Morant actually doubtful now. I misspoke at okay. the start. Okay, doubtful the last now. Um, was added, so. 
Yeah, but, you know, Memphis is always competitive in the first half at least. But I think, you know, this is a competitive game at first. Uh, both teams are pretty good in the third quarter. But you do have a Memphis Grizzly team that allows a lot of points, up to 30 points per third quarter. So I, I, I think that the Pelicans can take advantage, expect some regression, positive regression from their offense, an offense that's been clicking a lot more. You know, Brandon Ingram playing really good basketball lately. Players like Trey Murphy playing good basketball. I like that third quarter angle as a response for the Pelicans, probably a close game. They need to win it. Grizzlies start to tire out. And we've seen that from the Grizzlies, right? Last night, allowed 33 points in the third quarter to the C squad of the Blazers, uh, and then scored 16 points, I think, against the Bulls in the game before that. So they're starting to fizzle out late, expect it to happen again. I'll take advantage. Yeah, I like that angle quite a bit. The Pelicans peaking at the right time of the year here. Willie Green's got the boys playing well. And, yeah, thanks, Key, for mentioning that. It looks like on the last injury report, John Morant here is doubtful, as is Luke Kennard. So a bit of a skeleton crew here for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Any thoughts here? Personally, I did play the Pelicans. Uh, I just don't think the Grizzlies have a lot to play for here, um, as reflected by their injury report compared to the Pelicans, who have you know a lot to play for. Their one game behind the Lakers and Clippers who both play tonight and, you know, potential to get out of the play-in tournament still. And also I think they're a half a game in front of might be the Timberwolves. Uh, Somebody's a half game behind them. So a lot to play for here for New Orleans tonight. Um, And that's why I think you see the line where it is. So I want to back the more motivated team. Memphis doesn't even have a winning record on the road. I'll go with the Pelicans. I took a minus five. Um, I know it's currently going up to minus six and a half. Still the only way I can look. It's not on the show, but I'm just telling you what I personally bet. Yeah, no, Pelicans are fast here. I think it makes a ton of sense. Right, you said the Timberwolves now just half a game behind New Orleans. We've got a little bit of a sweat there at the 10 spot as Oklahoma City is now half a game above Dallas. The thing's getting really tight up there. And again, Memphis kind of waving the white flag here. Ski is going to play the Pelicans on his own, but officially here for the show, Chris has the third quarter. Pelicans minus one and a half. Before we talk about the Battle of L.A., we've got one more game here, and we'll get to some questions. Dump whatever you got into the comments. But the Los Angeles Lakers staying at home. It's hard to say the Los Angeles Lakers will be visiting the Los Angeles Clippers. They still play in the same building. But um, the Lakers will be in the uh, road jerseys, Clippers in the home unis. Three-and-a-half-point favorites here for the Clippers. The total sits at 232. Um, should be a very interesting game here. Curious to see who's playing. This line has started to move a little bit towards the Lakers, so maybe LeBron is going to be playing tonight. Ski, what do you think of this game? Well, initially, uh, it opened up Clippers, I think, minus two or something like that, and then got pushed up, and now we've seen some buyback on the Lakers. I've kind of gone back and forth on this game, just because, I mean, I have a lot of systems that pop up and say we're supposed to fade the Lakers off of the overtime game that they just played, because they're going to be tired, Um, they just got the win, they're probably satisfied. That's what the system says. I don't feel that way about this game. I also have systems that line up and say to take the Clippers. I just feel like it's really important here. Like the Lakers, all the minutes that they played yesterday in a regular game, they would sit people. But being that they could get out of the playing tournament with the win right here, and then you can start thinking about resting guys, I think everybody goes. And if everybody goes and you're getting max effort in this game, Lakers have been playing the better basketball. Recent performance that say all down the board, better offensive rated, defensive rated, and rebounding team. So. Only way I could play it would be to grab the Lakers plus the points right now. And as far as the total, I go back and forth only because these teams, the way they've been playing lately is towards the over, right? I think they're combined 11 and two to the over the last two weeks. 
But again, how this game should be played, it should be playoff style basketball and, you know, real, real intensity on the defensive end. So I'd probably disagree now with the way that the market is pushing it up and lean under. Lean Lakers plus the point. Yeah, under a pass for me, I think Lakers are a pass. I might go for a money line here because um, I think once it, this is all announced, you offer some really nice value there. Again, really no home court advantage for a Clippers team. That If LeBron's going to play tonight, this looks pretty even to me. Chris, what do you think of this game? Yeah, such a such a tough game. I did that thing last night where I was on my you know phone and I was like about to execute the bet on the Clippers, and I just, I just couldn't do it uh, because the Lakers have been the better team lately. I know they just barely escaped last night uh you know so that was you know offensive chemistry has really been there they're a top five offense um as of late you know they're moving with pace and i you know and they've shown that they can lock down and play some defense too it's a just a crew that has a lot more chemistry and belief in each other and when lebron james is saying things like i, I love this roster i love this squad you know i i think it makes a big difference in the culture um, of the Lakers organization as a whole, right? So just a lot of positive sentimentality on the Lakers side. This is obviously a, a triple revenge game for. I mean, they really want to beat the Clippers. It's a huge game for both teams in the playoff race. They can potentially get out of the play in tournament. Uh, so all the motivation is there. But then at the same time, Lakers have overtime last night against a team that they should have handled really well. So. Um, just don't really know what to do with this game. I wanted to take Lakers team total over. It was, it was around 113 earlier. Um, you know, Clippers defense, though, we've seen it in spots. They can execute really well, and I agree with Ski. This, this, this should be a playoff feel. So nothing strong on my end. Probably just going to sit back and watch a lot of contrarian thoughts. This should be a really good game. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. No official plays for us here, so let's jump into Q&A. And Chris, you wanted to start. you got a question for us. I do have a question for you guys, but it looks like Matt Mills is kind of asking us too. Uh, I had a question about the Mavs game because if there's ever a spot to take the Mavs, it's it's now, right? But the Kings, this is all the Kings do. The Kings are in these bad spots, and they just beat up on teams, right? They they did it to the Pelicans last night. Like that wasn't a game where a lot of people thought the Kings were going to win because they don't really need to win, and they show up. They they you know kill it from. Three-point land, they shoot 50% from the field, and they and, and they play a lot better defense too, right? And it doesn't look like, at least from where I checked last, that there's a lot of people, a lot of guys on the injury report again. So they're just starting all their guys. How do you play on the Mavs here? Do you, do you pull the trigger on a Mavs team that has looked as terrible as it has? And Matt Mills asked, you know, he followed Jay's show earlier, which is cool. Uh, he wants to do Pell's Mavs money line parlay. I'm, I'm scared of taking the Mavs, guys. How do you feel? I couldn't agree more. I've been staring at Kings all day. Uh, just, again, you have to wait for that. Uh, they don't really have much to play for. Sacramento could get up to the two seed if they wanted to. It would really take kind of a Herculean effort here at the end. But, you know, their starters, you know, I think Fox played 32, Sabonis 30, something in that range. So they could play tonight, but I, I haven't seen anything either way. What do you think, Ski? Kings are third in the West. They've been playing much better basketball than the Mavericks. Yeah, they played yesterday, but yeah, they show up as a over six-point underdog. I just feel like it's pretty telling. I, I was on the show with Jay earlier, and I think he said something like the Kings, they clinched or did something and were you know, celebrating after the win last night. So if you look at that, and Dallas, 
how I view Dallas is I feel like they wanted to quit, but I don't think I think the NBA wants them in over the Thunder just because, you know, that's what everybody wants to see. They rather see Kyrie and Luka more than OKC. So with that said, and then, you know, saying that they were going to shut them down and then coming back and playing, now they're playing every game. I think Dallas is the right side just because of everything I just said. I didn't play it, but um, to answer Matt Mill's question, Jay was the one who felt stronger about the Mavs side. Um, I like the Pelican side. <laughs> yeah, I think the Pelican that move, uh, this is the all-time spot for the Mavericks. Uh, this should be their night. Everybody's playing. The Kings should be interested, but I'm not taking my money and betting on the Dallas Mavericks team when, again, Luka is outwardly telling people that he is struggling with something in his personal life. He is not in basketball. is not fun for him. And if Luka's not having fun, I don't want to bet on the Dallas Mavericks. So I like the Pelicans half. Maybe try to find something else to do with that With that, in terms of a parlay. Um, at Mr. Urka asks here, you know, what do we think? Half under one eighteen and a half in the Battle of LA. You know, Ski, you said under or pass. Um, what do you think of that first half number? I don't really have a reason to go first half over the full game, so I guess my thought would just be the same. Uh, if it's supposed to be that important of a game, um, I, I don't have any reason to talk you off of taking the first half. Yeah, I guess my only thing I would say is some of these games tend to start a little quicker, and then, like you said, that playoff atmosphere in the second half kicks in. But um, I think it's definitely unders in this spot. Chris, I know you look at those um, first halves quite a bit. What do you think of that number? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing as you, Alex. I think I think if there's going to be points scored, it could be early, you know, uh, especially that that's probably when the Lakers are going to have a little more energy, too. I could see things slow down late. So um, I, I would prefer to go with the full game under if you're going to do anything here but that that number does seem a little high i mean i would think it'd be closer to you know 115 114 which i think it was earlier today you know but now since we know that lebron is going to play shot up a little bit probably but uh lean under but i would still like the full game even more last question here thank you saturated we love it when you tell us what the number is what do we think of demar Derozan over 23 and a half points here the bulls playing the milwaukee bucks ski did that um catch your eye earlier today well, I didn't really dive too deep into the player props, but I know Milwaukee hasn't been playing too much defense lately. They're the second worst defensive rated team in the last five games, and they don't have anything to play for here. So I wouldn't be surprised to even see some of their guys sit. The Bulls, I don't think anybody can pass them, but I still think they have a chance to, you know, fight with Atlanta and Toronto. So I think Chicago does give effort here. And uh, Milwaukee does not. So if I think like that, I don't want to talk you off of DeMar over his point prop. Yeah, it feels kind of like an over or pass spot. Um, we'd have to go back and look at some of the previous matchups. Um, but I think the Bucks probably looking a little bit more focused on Levine and some of those other guys. So um, over kind of makes sense in what should be, again, a high-scoring game. Chris, what do you think of that prop? Yeah, great minds think alike. I think uh, the Bucks have just not been playing a lot of defense. Very high-scoring games. So you're seeing, obviously, the players and the starting roster of the other team scoring more points than usual. So, you know, 23 and a half is pretty low if you think that narrative of the game is going to play out as a high. Uh, you know, but if, if the Bucks decide to play defense, you know, in the mid-range, in the front court, DeMar is going to have a lot of, a lot of struggles. Uh, but I just don't think that's going to happen tonight. So lean over. I think that's a pretty decent look. 
Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, believe that's all of our questions. Thanks, everybody. Uh, oh, go ahead, Ski. What do you got? It's not a question, but uh, I, I have one other play for the show. It didn't get um, added just because I added oh, it a little right. bit late. No graphic or anything like that. But I like the Hawks tonight on the double-digit spread. Um, you just have a team who is one of those motivated teams. They're battling neck and neck with Toronto and and a couple other teams there versus a Washington team who has waved the white flag weeks ago. I don't know when the last time we saw their star players play. Kuzma's been out eight games, I think, and Bill probably somewhere around that same span. We've missed Porzingis the last few. So if we have a team that really cares versus a team that absolutely does not, I want the team um, the team with the motivation in my pocket at this part of the season. So I'll take the Hawks minus the 11 points. I, I saw that at the bottom of the sheet, and um, I noticed we didn't get the game in. And I will say, I have no idea what's going to happen in Hawks games at pretty much all season. I went back and looked. My ROI would be much better if I just avoided Hawks games, but it does seem like the ultimate spot for them. I mean, Washington, literally everybody, they're starting five, their first couple backups now being benched at this point. So a really ugly spot. Chris, did you have any thoughts on that Hawks-Wizards game? You know, Hawks are off a of back-to-back, so you don't love that. But you could also say that that's the cause for momentum you know coming into this game right that was a road game hawks are, have not been very good on the road and they completely humbled the bulls in a, in a, a pretty big spot for both teams so you know even even though they're going back home the next day you know you got to think that maybe there's some excitement in the building i think that trey young could play tonight too which you know depending on how you feel about trey young is what it is but he should add to the point total at least and to ski's point the, the wizards their main scorers are not are not playing right um Kuzma and they don't have Porzingis. So night to night, uh, it's it's really iffy. We saw them put up some points against the Bucks recently, but again, that's more about the Bucks not playing defense. I think the Hawks can get some separation here tonight. It's a huge line for the Atlanta Hawks, but I would also lean to the Hawks in that one. So a little bonus pick there for you. Thanks again, everybody, for the questions. Let's get to our best. Be sure to sign up at betustv.com slash join to get all the us chris likes the over in the knicks pacers game at 229 and also the third quarter the pelicans to cover minus one and a half points there just one bet for me i'll go under 224 in the raptors celtics game ski likes the raptors plus two and a half as well as the hawks minus 11 there so a handful of best bets for you thanks everybody for watching we really appreciate it please follow the show on twitter as well as ski at ski profit chris at farley bets and myself and i back tomorrow to get you ready for some Thursday night action. Best of luck until then.